Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. Today, we're naming our picks for misdiagnosed horror. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smith Arrange. And I'm Clifton. All right, so misdiagnosed horror, basically what we mean is something that isn't uh, made or known as a horror movie, but maybe it should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, things that scared us that weren't explicitly horror films. Right. Exactly. Or if you're like, you know, if Blockbuster still exists as a thing and you were going to buy, you know, going to, going to rent a movie, not buy, rent a movie and it was in, you know, the drama or the action comedy or one of those other genres, it should be definitely put into the horror category <laughs> in that part of the store, that kind of thing. <laughs> right. right. So, so, uh, you know, it's the week of Halloween. So, you know, you should have plenty of picks for, uh, you know, some, uh, some uh, out of left field, creepy. <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. maybe if if you're along the same lines uh, as how we're thinking about it so should be a lot of picks here so uh who wants to kick us off i'll go first my mind my, my was i had to think about it a bit and it just jumped up at me because i was like why not jurassic park <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah. yeah sure i mean i can yeah. see that yeah it's not bloody but those dinosaurs eat a lot of people Right. That, yeah. that, that, that would have been horrific to see. Yes. And then there's the whole like Jaws thing where um like you look at the water and if it's right. shaking right. <laughs> that that overall right. feeling that yeah. That when that when the T Rex comes out and nobody moves because they're all in fear. <laughs> they're in right. they're in sure. Well, their vision's based on motion. Right. Yeah, yeah, but right, but the, the little girl has a horror scream, a legit horror scream <laughs> when that thing yeah. comes after her. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Jurassic Park should be a horror movie. That was a that was a summer family blockbuster, Tommy. It what was. are you yes. talking about? No. Yes, <laughs> where people get eaten and dismembered. Yeah, yes, <laughs> and disemboweled if you're Nedry. I remember. Yeah, I was just saying. I remember when the lawyer gets it, people cheered. Yeah, <laughs> people yeah. were like, "Yes, he's." He's the only one you actually see, I remember, like, dangling out of the mouth in the mm-hmm. first one, though. Everybody right, else yeah. is just sort of, like, like off screen and, and sort of right. into that and everything. The one you that gets me... You see Samuel L. Jackson's arm That's later. true. Yes. Hold on to your butts. Yes. <laughs> the one that gets me is the one from uh, Lost World, where the two T-Rexes uh, eat uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum's buddy, because you actually see that guy get, like, ripped in half. Right. Mm. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's an awful way to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's plenty. I mean, the book, there was some stuff in the book that they attempted for the film that was a little even more horror still that, that they didn't pull off. They just didn't feel you know, like they didn't feel it worked as well on film. And so it could have even been worse. It could have even been more horror. Or more horrific. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hammond gets eaten by like the, the most cutest dinosaurs, the, the compies. Yeah, the, the ones that the eat ones just pile on top of them at the end. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's not horrific. No, not at all. And Goldblum's character bleeds out to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember them being um, a lot of talk about like how scary is it? Like, like among like parents, uh, you know, like all of my friends, like people in, in in my age group and everything when I was growing up, and and there was a lot of talk of like jump scares. Yeah, mm. in it, which yeah, didn't yeah. have a term then, but there was like, yeah, there's moments where like the raptors come out of nowhere and you're not expecting it. <laughs> right. People, sure. people shriek, um, right. you know, <laughs> and stuff like that in the theater. I still love that movie though. Oh, it's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But yes, there's no, there's not. I mean, there's a couple scenes in it where dinosaurs are kind of cuddly and cool, and then the rest of it's just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I would not want to be in the same area with any of them. So, yeah, for sure. One thing I didn't understand about the movies where all of a sudden they had a taste for human meat. Like, at no point did the, you know, brontosaurus or the triceratops were ever, like, you know, eaten first. It's just like as soon as electricity drops, all they want to eat is people. Well, they were angry, Tommy. Tommy, they were angry. Uh, At their their human captors. They were upset. And they were probably easier to catch. True. (laughs) That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 I, I guess. That's true, too. As opposed to like the meals that they're giving them, which they're like, they're like, I'm hungry. Come on, like where, where's where's the where's the goat or whatever, right? right. Yeah, 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 bring yeah. On more, goat, yeah. Right, bring bring more goat out, more right? Goat. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, you're not gonna do that. Okay, I'm gonna eat these people. Yeah, that's what a T Rex sounds like. 
And I would think, <laughs> and, and the other thing is, I would think that even though they were, since they were genetically modified dinosaurs, that they would have an aftertaste. <laughs> right. So, so, so anything they ate that, you know, the other dinosaurs that they ate amongst themselves were like, oh, this doesn't taste quite right. Right, right. They were like GMO <laughs> dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's at a free range, you know. Right. Yes. <laughs> Even though we get that beautiful scene of them running, I'm like, no, that doesn't matter. They're still going to taste funny. Something's going to be off. Yes, that's my pick. Tastes like frog's Rats. legs, maybe, though. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. You know, there's certainly scenes in it that are that are shot like horror films, like the the scene mm-hmm. in the first one of of trying to get to the breaker mm-hmm. when it's yeah. you know the low light and and strobing light and you don't know what's going on and then a thing pops out. Yeah, it's definitely shot yep. like a horror film for that segment. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So what else have we got? Someone <laughs> else go. If not, I got another one. Unless there's more movies where people get eaten <laughs> in it. <laughs> no. Let's get that in here. I'm no, sure there no are, one, no one else. I mean, okay. I'm sure most of those are straight up horror movies, but right, normally, <laughs> normally. yeah, normally. All right, I'll go. I'll go with my choice. My one of my, okay, one of my choices. So I was thinking about this, and one of the ones that just jumped out at me was um, "Requiem for a Dream." Yeah, yeah, I put it on my list. Oh, okay. Um, if you haven't seen "Requiem for a Dream," it's uh, basically <laughs> four um, four stories, right? Is so if I remember correctly, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's Jennifer Connelly's in it. Um, Ellen Burstyn, uh, who's the main guy? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto and Marlon Wayans. Right, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where it's just the it's just a slow slow descent of drug addiction, mm-hmm. and oh, it's yeah. not just oh, like yeah. it's just not like hard drugs or street drugs or or stuff that you can you know it's it's over the counter drugs too. Like it's this whole mm-hmm. thing, um, and it just gets. Each of their stories kind of intersect because of, you know, like uh, Jared Leto's uh, is, is Ellen Burstyn's son. And like you see, uh, you see them go from being, you know, all right people as they get more and more to drugs. and They're like, oh, I got a handle on it. And like, no, they don't. Um, and it just mm-hmm. gets more and more harrowing to like the last 25 to 30 minutes. Probably some of the most harrowing uh, things I've ever seen <laughs> in a movie. Right. Uh, that's not a horror movie. That's not supposed to be, you know, you know, awfully awful stuff right. so that's my that's my choice right there yeah i don't think i've ever i don't think i've ever seen it again <laughs> i've only seen it the one time yeah once is enough mm, i'm possibly the same i i've only seen the end of it yeah oh you've only seen the end i've only seen the really? end. really okay so this, this is this is this is my story with that uh i was uh taking a nap <laughs> and uh, right. the, the this girl i was seeing at the time decided while i was sleeping that she was going to watch it Ah. And I woke up like right to like with enough time to catch like the last like five minutes of it. I was like, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> right. And, and yeah. she was like, I'm watching Requiem for a Dream. I was like, oh, I really wanted to see that. I've heard good things. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to watch it anymore. Nah. Yeah, that's <laughs> a hard movie. I hear it's well made. That's Aronofsky, right? Yeah, that was, mm-hmm. I think, his second mm-hmm. film after Pi. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he gets more damaging with the stuff he produces after that, in my opinion. <laughs> but yes, that was one that should straight up just be in a in the horror section of whatever you know when you're looking through movies or looking through, scrolling through Netflix or whatever. That should just be right front and center. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Because there's, I mean, no spoilers, but there's you know again, there's a point where you're like, oh, they might turn it around. Okay. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Might. Yeah. they might. They might. <laughs> they might. They might. Yeah, they yeah. might be able to turn it, but mm, yeah, yeah, not so much. <laughs> yeah, so and Aronofsky's dabbled in in that feel of things, even if they're not horror again, because he did uh, Black Swan. Yeah, that's on my right. list too. That later, which yeah. it definitely, uh, I mean, we can go into now if you want to, just because it's piggybacking off his other one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's it's psychological thriller, but it goes into like a little bit of extra horror, a little t- certainly disturbing. Um, he borrows heavily from an anime for it, uh, which is mm-hmm. the, an anime film called Perfect Blue mm-hmm. okay. by Satoshi Kon, which uh, Aronofsky had optioned and, and had the rights to at one point uh, for something he used in Requiem for a Dream because he tributes something directly to it in Requiem for a Dream, uh, like shot for shot. And then okay. and he had optioned it just so he would, you know, be on the up and up <laughs> with his tribute. Like actually paying for the tribute he wanted to make, 
uh, is how I understood the story. But and Black Swan goes back to that well of perfect blue. Perfect Blue, um, just to relate to Black Swan a little, is about a Japanese pop idol and the horror of the fame that's thrust upon her, kind of, of dealing with obsessive fans, of dealing with obsessive agents, and dealing with what everyone expects of her. And, and Black Swan goes into a lot of those themes, too. Mm. Some very disturbing angles. Yeah. yeah. I've heard very good things about Black Swan. Yeah. I was almost tempted to see it. But uh, <laughs> horror is not horror is not really my jam. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've had, I've had dancer friends be like, "Oh yeah, I could see this. Sure, this makes <laughs> sense." Oh, to really? me. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my friend Don was like, "Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, this is ooh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's a little it's a little too real in parts. <laughs> right, right. So. That's the horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Eleven flashbacks. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Tom was like, "Yeah, man, it's not. Uh, it's 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 rough. It's rough out there." I was like, "Okay, I'll take your word for it." So, so I have a dumb one. Oh. All right, okay. <laughs> that I'll throw out there then. Okay. Um, I had some trouble this week for this. I just like this is one of those. I uh, just like nothing. Nothing was coming to mind that I that I would like that I could truly stand by, right? Because there there are moments, there were some things where like I've I, I've like creeped myself out thinking about something. Like one night, I creeped myself out about the Phantasm at Batman the Animated Series, right? Okay, and it was just one of those things where like you know, you know, I was young and and you know I, I was I was like sleeping in bed and it was raining and I was just like and I was just thinking about it for some reason I creeped myself out, but I would never say. Like it should be a horror movie, okay. right? It was just like that one time it scared me. But the one pick that I will say that truly, truly, like, like, kind of terrified me as a kid uh, was uh, Care Bears the movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, that's funny. Care Bears the movie should Care be a Bears horror movie? movie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. If you're six, <laughs> if you're six years old, okay. yes, you, okay. yes, it should okay. because that okay. book. That book that's like that's the evil spirit that's like corrupting uh that that magician kid Nicholas to make him do like <laughs> like to turn him into a bad guy is horrifying okay. compared to like the rest of the movie. Right. Gotcha. Right? To all to all the bears that live in clouds and they're happy and everything like that, right? <laughs> like every everybody's so happy except for one of them. With rainbows on their stomachs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And they're all brightly colored and everything. And then there's the, and then there's an evil spirit that's corrupting this orphan kid. <laughs> mm. right? right. Um, and this is my theory. Uh, uh, um, you know, not read this anywhere. Just my own, my own hypothesis that, that I think about. I think the writers and the creators knew that it was that, that it had a little bit of edge to it because I think this is one of the reasons why Mickey Rooney is the voiceover right okay. on top of the mm-hmm. fact that like, we got a big name to, 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 to like to narrate the movie. But I think his voice is meant to be kind of a calming effect. Oh, okay. <laughs> in places. Right. Honestly, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Boy. <laughs> Care Bears. Yeah, the movie. Care Bears movie. He's yeah. not uh-huh. alone. Cause I actually do remember this one when I was a kid okay. as well, <laughs> because there's these like, they're these green creatures. I can't right. remember what they're called, but they're like <laughs> these little green, like monster creatures. But basically like, this is the one, right? Right. Zach, where kids get turned into these things. Does this sound familiar I to think you? So. It's, I mean, I, it's been forever since I've seen it. Cause that's the thing you know, I remember I'm is, scared. Like, is the, the, the thing I remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was in that one. It's definitely in one of the cameras, but I'm pretty sure it's that one. Is there's like the evil, like, like, there's an evil wizard that that's corrupting people and like turns these kids into Mm -hmm. these monsters. And there's one where this kid's like arm is transforming into this like green little monster thing. And and that I definitely still remember. Yeah. Mm. It reminds me of another. Yeah. This does sound a little familiar. You haven't flashbacks yet. Yeah. (laughs) But but it's reminded me of something else of a movie like that, which they transform kids. It was Pinocchio, which made my list. <laughs> right, oh, right. Wow. Man, oh, really? I, okay. dare, I dare any of y'all to watch Pinocchio now, and that mess is horrific. You mean the part with the <laughs> donkeys? Disney one? The animated yes, one? Yes, the okay. donkeys. Yeah. Okay. Dude, when 
your best friend is changing into a donkey right before your eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you find out what he does with the donkeys is wholesale slavery with little kids. And mm-hmm. all they do is scream, donkeys, I just want to see my mama. You know? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> He's just kidnapping them by the scores. Wow. The scores. Well, well, Pinocchio is desperately trying to get the hell off that 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 carnival, man. Horrific, and then but he ends up in a whale's belly. That whole what a uh, monstro? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, watch Pinocchio, and and oh, it's soon. That's a beautiful <laughs> sequence, though. Yeah, it is. Just though. just it's like be- like animation animation nerd in me, I'm like, man, that that's some beautiful stuff in there. But yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, yeah. Cheese. I'm with the, yeah, the transforming. If you said that happened in the Care Bears, Pinocchio, same Man. dynamic of you see a kid <laughs> turn into something else and <laughs> screaming at the horror of it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> yep. Disney. Oh, Disney. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I looked up my Care Bear creatures. Apparently, they weren't the movie. They were in a special called Care Bears Land Without Feelings. Oh, That's my. That's happened. <laughs> Care Bears, like they just love to haunt children. Apparently, mm-hmm. like they were not, they were not trying to, to play nice back in their specials. Welcome to No Empathy. Yeah. yeah. What stuck out to me, what I remember most, right? Like the the spirit was like was like a book. It was like one of like 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 a mage's like mm-hmm. like book, right? Like mm-hmm. something you would see, you know, in in gargoyles or Game of Thrones or something like that. But like it was nepro- like ne- it was a Necronomicon. Face. <laughs> right. right. It was it was a <laughs> face the in the story. book. Like, right. like when you oh. opened it, it would it, it was a face that was like in the spine of the book, right? Right, and and I remember like, and I remember it changes color at some point in the movie. I forget like it's a, like it's yellow at one point, and then it turns to green, mm. and I, like and even then I was like, why is it, why is that changing? I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, Clifton said another just movie that mm. yeah I forgot about that one, the Never Ending Story. Any you guys see that one? Oh yeah, that movie. Yeah, I grew up watching it all the time. Yes, <laughs> that movie's fine up until a point right. when he loses Artax. What the hell, man? Yeah, '80s kids are still traumatized. Yeah, yes, by Artax. <laughs> Artax. Yeah, hear him yelling. Yeah, you can hear it. You, you that, that never leaves you. And and the crazy part is, yeah, it's the horse, but. You could put any favorite pet in that ordeal. Yes. <laughs> it's just is just as horrific. And and it's no music, it's just quiet and somber <laughs> when he does it when it happens. Yeesh. Yeah. You could even see the the horse's eyes like unblinking. You almost see the fear in the horse. Oh. Oh. Nightmare fuel. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That probably helped me never get a pet. Just seeing that scene. I mean, the scene is the scene is absolutely horrific because they're like, it's they're 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 wading through. So it's it's the the hero that we're following in the never ending story in 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 the fantasy world with his faithful steed, Artax. They have to go through the swamp of sadness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where they will basically like sink without hope if they have sadness. Right. Right. And and the horse starts (laughs) to sink. And oh. can't be saved. Yeah. Nope. And it is uh. it is so traumatic. <laughs> you can find the clip on YouTube if you want. Yeah, I, I do find it on Horse YouTube. Drowns I can, in tears. I can't Jeez. watch it again. I cannot yeah. watch it again. And they show you the horse sink like inches by inches. It's just oh. oh. And the last thing oh. you see is the, is the horse up to its like ears right before it gets swallowed whole. Oh my gosh. Story <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, it, it looks even more terrible. <laughs> Words cannot describe once you see it. You're like, This is a children's movie? Yep, 80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did get me thinking, though, about like horror movies in general, like, like by, by the fact that like Care Bears was on my list, and and it right, and it did hit me that there's there's like kind of like a, a temporal aspect to horror. Right. We're like, it's scary in a moment to you. It's scary, like in a, in a point in your life. Right. Like, cause like, it, like I said, like the reason I didn't put like Batman, the animated series or mask of the phantasm, even though like that creeped me out, like at, like for a night. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, like nobody thinks of it that way. Right? right. Like, you know what I mean? Like anybody that's going to watch that show now, absolutely not. Like nobody's going to have that thought. 
process. I mean, maybe if you're a kid, see, I don't know, but you know what I mean? Some, yeah, some elements of it is not extended towards it, but yeah. But as a kid presented with that kind of knowledge and, <laughs> and scenes, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a little gut-wrenching and our way to see it. One movie, getting it off the children's film category because probably a little bit traumatizing <laughs> thinking about that through your, through your childhood. Was one what? Ter- would Terminator be classified as one? Because it's What's the difference between him and uh, Michael Myers or um, somebody relentlessly chasing you in order to kill you, you know? Right. And then anybody who intervenes gets murked within seconds of meeting this um, unstoppable killer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one because there's like there's there's thin lines between some genres. And one of them is is Mm -hmm. like psychological thriller to horror. Yeah. Uh, One of them is like is is like action to horror because there's a lot of like mm-hmm. especially in the 80s like these schlocky action movies you'd get where they're not monsters but like they're evil people and then they're the way they're shot with like heads exploding and like arms <laughs> yes. being severed like it, it, it very well may just be horror because i just watched a film last night there was a new film of last year called vfw which is a good film i do recommend it Mm, but it was a throwback to that like 80s schlocky horror so they're just like curb stomping Mm. people's heads until they explode type of stuff and it is billed as a horror movie and i was like yeah i guess i guess that is a type of horror movie i would have thought of back in the time george went is in this movie by the way oh wow no (laughs) yeah it's it's the, the premise is that it takes it's a bunch of drug dealers invading like uh trying to kill everybody in a vfw bar mm. like a veterans of foreign war bar so it's got a good cast uh i'll just bring up at the time because it's on shutter it's like a shutter exclusive film but it was george went and uh william sadler oh wow and the guy i can't think of from avatar the <laughs> like the general guy with the white hair oh yeah from from james cameron avatar i know what you're talking about the guy from uh terra nova right yeah, and the guy from the Terranova yeah. TV show. Yeah, that guy. And mm. and uh, John Kreese from Karate Kid Cobra Kai are all in this Man. movie. It is good. It's a good cast. <laughs> they're all the they're all the old vets in this bar that have to fight off drug dealers. <laughs> but yeah, like that it's a, it's just a one hundred percent throwback to that type of eighties action movie that that is an action movie, but also kind of a horror movie, and Terminator can kind of fall into that. A little bit too. So yeah, that is that is a tough one to say. That is a tough one because because um, you got Terminator Two and and yeah. that's got like a now right like monsterish character in it with the with the new Terminator, Robert Patrick. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, was that Robert Patrick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The second one seems a lot more actiony though to me. It seems a mm-hmm. lot like it is flexing a lot more actiony muscles, and I think you know I think that's budget, right? You know, <laughs> right. Definitely had a lot more money in it. Yeah, you had a lot more money to play with it for that second one than the first one. But yeah, I don't think Tommy's wrong. I mean, like, there's yeah. absolutely like like the same muscles flexed, mm-hmm. you know, for for you know. And again, I mean, I think I think you know, it was it was probably budget related too as well. Like, you know, this is this yeah. is how I can I can give these scenes some tension. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, and the first one is super cheap. Like the first Terminator yeah. was super cheap to make, if I if I remember hearing correctly. Hmm. Which again, like Star Wars is one of those crazy things where like watching it today, it's like, man, like, I can't believe they only made it for whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, because you get that future stuff and you're like, you're like, man, that, that Terminator skeleton still looks incredible. <laughs> and, right. like, and they built that thing. Yeah. From metal, from what I remember too. listening to James Cameron, he was like, that's what the first movie taught us. Is don't right. build these actual exoskeletons out of metal because they're heavy as hell. <laughs> yeah, wasn't, wasn't there like a four hundred pound skeleton? Wow, yeah, they're like they're so hard to move around. Gosh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so our our engineer has given us some notes. The budget on original Terminator was six point four million dollars ah. for the first for the first Terminator, which even by like nineteen eighty four standards yeah. is is super low for what that for yeah. what it looked like. That's cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's another. Uh, I mean, going on to just like the the kind of stalkerish, like what makes like a stalker. When does a stalker become a a horror, and when is it not a horror? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple movies I can think of that are don't feel far from like a Halloween 
Michael Myers type movie. And it's Night of the Hunter, the original Night of the Hunter. Uh, yeah. Uh, starring Robert Mitchum as, mm-hmm. as the crazy preacher. It feels like a slasher film, kind of. It feels definitely like a stalker film. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And, and he, does, he does leave some bodies in his wake in that movie, but... Mm-hmm. Like it's an eerie, creepy movie, and it's definitely one that, <laughs> that I don't think gets counted as a horror. And I would count it as as definitely like an early, like an early influence of, of slasher films or of what became slasher films. Because right. when they come out, because it is all like it is all hinted at and psychological, mm-hmm. right? Like I mean, you don't see any of his any of his like horrific things it's right. all just kind of like hinted and, and, and alluded to and everything but, but like, you know, but, you, know Robert, you know it Robert happens Mitchum was was you know he was very good at being a heroic movie character and he was also very good at being like you know like a sadistic creep right because you know because because the, the one the one that's always super super well tied to this uh, to Night of the Hunter is is Cape Fear right mm-hmm. yeah Night of the Hunter was 1955 Okay. Yeah, Night of the Hunter was 55, directed by Charles Lawton. Ah, okay. And Cape Fear was, uh, I want to say, 59, 60? 62. 62? Okay. I almost said 62. Uh, Lumped together because he has the love and hate (laughs) tattoos tattoos across his knuckles in both movies. (laughs) Yeah, and in, in Night of the Hunter is where he gives the speech. About the love and the hate putting his fists up at the camera, which was later referenced in uh, Do the Right Thing. When yep. Radio Raheem's got the right. brass knuckles. That's a reference <laughs> right. to the Night of the Hunter scene. I never yeah. knew that. <laughs> <Yep>. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> but he's great in both of those movies as, 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 a, as a, like, a horrible, horrible, like like person yeah i mean it just reminds me of like especially like halloween of like michael myers like he's just a force in that movie yeah he's just in yeah. like in in night of the hunter especially is the one i'm thinking of but like cape fear as well like mm. he's just a f- unstoppable force that mm. that they can't get away from like, no matter where they go yeah. like he's still there right and in night of the hunter he's menacing two children oh which makes it yeah. even more yeah, exactly it mm-hmm. makes it even more mm-hmm. horrific Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, yeah. in Night of the Hunter, the premise is that he was in prison with somebody mm-hmm. who had a hidden stash, uh, if okay. I remember right. And he gets out of prison, so he comes to where that guy's like family is, where he thinks the stash mm-hmm. is hidden, to like kind of ingratiate himself in the family. Mm-hmm. And all yeah. he wants is the money. And he's posing as like this preacher, so he's giving like sermons yeah. along the way. Ah, uh, okay. That's, yeah, sounds great. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. Watch yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Recommend it. Yeah. So there, there's, there's a, you know, so, so there's a kernel of, of, you know, adults trusting him and and yada yada and stuff like that, right? Like that's that's kind of what I remember is is right. that like like kids kind of see through him. Yeah, kids yeah. see through him, and he's menacing to them, and the adults kind of write it off, mm-hmm. which makes it even worse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's excellent in that role. Robert Mitchum's great. Yeah, all I could think of was what's the what's the place they go in the end of Shawshank? Is not Tawayo? Is that what the place is? Oh. Like <laughs> because of the stash made me think about right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like a really dark Shawshank early movie. <laughs> right, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but then a, a more modern one that's that's similar that. I think can fall into being a horrific character, although, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily billed as a horror itself is no country for old men. Oh, totally. Horror. Like, yeah. It's a very similar, like <laughs> yeah. stalkerish character. That's yeah. just a force like a Michael Myers, very much yeah. like a Michael oh, Myers. For sure. No, with his cattle punch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm surprised that there isn't more of a push to make his, uh, was it Zagur? Yeah. Anton Sugar. Anton Sugar. Sugar. The Sugar's not more of a, like a, a horror icon. Like <laughs> right. they don't really, like as, as mm. horror icons go, like I think he would be way up there. Cause yeah. again, it's, it's unique, unique kill as well as the fact that, yeah, he's a, he's a force to be reckoned with. Like you can't really, he's just, you know, he's relentless and mm. won't stop. I think I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Frank. I think, I think a touch he is a little bit of an inspiration for one of the characters in stranger things season three. Okay. Cause there is a terminate, there is a terminator like yeah. figure. You're right. In season three 
that is not in black leather because I think the idea, I think that their thought is that's too on the nose. Right. We're doing Terminator, but we don't want it to look like Terminator. So we have him right. in a denim jacket. Right. 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 Which is like the next other like iconic <laughs> menswear jacket that you could be. 80s, but, yeah. but it's, but it's also Anton Chigurh. And so I think <laughs> it is a little bit a nod to him yeah. possibly. Unless they put him in a members only jacket. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> right. But that's, but that's Steve. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> right. right. No, sure. Yeah. But no, yeah, I've, I've, I've always been like, that's now that you mentioned, I'm like that. I'm surprised there's not more of a push. Cause you like, you get like every now and then like say McFarlane or somebody makes horror, like when who makes horror figures mm-hmm. or what's the mm-hmm. other company, Tommy? I'm not thinking of, uh, was it NECA? NECA. Yeah, yeah. That they that there's not an Anton Chigurh figure <laughs> is right. a, you know is is surprising now that I think about it I'm like wow that's perfect that would be great you know to yeah, have but in. Yeah. right with his with his accessory yeah, yeah. with the accessory sure <laughs> of course yeah there's a definite like like boogeyman yeah quality to him but I mean For so, sure. so Clifton I'll jump I'll 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 jump off a year lead with Night of the Hunter a little bit mm. too because because my actual pick the the like the number one pick that I had was a movie called The Hitchhiker. Okay. Which is a movie like almost nobody's seen, I think. Right. But it's a it's a 1953 um they people say it's a noir like I think you can argue your way in and out of it depending um but uh it's co-written and directed by Ida Lupino, okay. the actress mm. who's mm. not in the movie anywhere so this this is this is like one of the first like you know if you do consider it a noir it is it's from 53 it's like the it's like one of the biggest like feature noirs directed by a woman okay right uh um for the first time and so like it's it's super creepy i mean it's it's the 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 title suggests it all it's exactly what you would imagine it to be it's two guys that go out on a on a fishing trip and they pick up a hitchhiker and this guy's just a monster (laughs) <laughs> right and he just like you know and he just like you know like gleefully um you know teases and torments them and like just like dares them to like just try something go right. ahead like try and take my gun right like try and try and do something about this mm. right and um there is a, a wonderful moment uh that's super super tense and creepy um so i'll spoil it here just for you guys to listen to but if you want to check it out uh, stop listening right now for a minute. Um, <laughs> the guy, the the hitchhiker's got kind of a lazy eye. Okay, as part of the movie, right? And uh, and there's an awesome bit where like the car breaks down and they're out and they have to like camp out for the night. And he's got like the gun pointed at at the two the two guys, and like one of his eyes is shut. And there's kind of a moment where like the guys wake up and they're looking at him, and they're like is he sleeping or is he just pretending to be asleep? And is he like, and he's like doing that, like go on, like I'm daring you to do something. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, and it's just, it's like one of the most tense moments on screen I've ever sat through in my life. Like, I mean, this guy's a monster and it legit creeped me out. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Awesome movie. Um, apparently based, uh, uh, like it's a fictionalized version of some actual like murders that were taking place in like 1950, 1951, like in the California area. Um, but yeah, super, super awesome movie. Awesome. Awesome movie. I will check that. I've heard of it, but I've never actually seen it. I think it was remade in 86. I've never read, I've never like heard anything about it. Um, you know, it could be one of those also like, you know, eighties classics that's just under the radar that I've never heard of, but I feel like I would have heard of it by now. Um, Mm. Oh yeah, super super great. I love it. I love it. So what else we got? Go ahead, Tommy. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna mention Gravity. <laughs> okay. Oh, I've, okay. Never, I've never actually seen it. Uh, the premise alone is, I mean, how would you like to die by a drift <laughs> in space? Yeah, perpetually shooting towards a direction with no way of stopping it ever. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would yeah. 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 That, Talk about nightmare fuel. God, that one bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. That's yeah. That's a horror movie. And then to add more to it, let's say you go towards Earth mm-hmm. where instead of drifting, you know, hopelessly, <laughs> you'll burn upon entry. Yeah. So you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, there's the, no win. 
You lose that no. tether. You you know, you'd be fighting to puncture the the suit so you can end it that quickly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that happened now. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, I don't want to skip. I don't want to skip off the atmosphere. That's not no, for me. No, yeah, no. That sounds, right. <laughs> no. sounds terrible. No, no the yeah. one of the ones that that also that that was like, oh, this should have been the horror section for sure. It was Twelve Years a Slave. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, if easily. You're, if you're unfamiliar with it, um, it's a movie directed by Steve McQueen. Uh, it's an adaptation of the 1853 slave memoir "12 Years a Slave" by Solomon Northup. A New York mm-hmm. State-born free African-American man who was kidnapped in Washington, D.C. by two con men in 1841 and then sold into slavery. It is harrowing. Again, it's one of those ones, mm-hmm. it's one of those that, that again, should have been labeled, in, you know, should have been put in the horror genre. Um, oh, I, yeah. know it's supposed, I know it's supposed to be a period drama, but it's mm-hmm. definitely one of those, like, if you're not prepared for it, and granted, uh, you know, I've read a fair amount of history, so I was, I, I'm, I'm familiar with what went on, but at the same time, seeing it depicted and depicted rawly, like where it's not, like there's no buffer is, right. is harrowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of the ones that I thought I was like, no, this is a horror movie and it's not done, yeah. you know, obviously it's not, it's not over the top. It's just what, it's just what, you know, horrible people did to people that they thought of as cattle. Well, that's why, I, remember that uh, conversation we had, Frank? Well, I mm. think that Get Out and 12 Years Save were the same movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I remember <laughs> yeah. that conversation. Yeah, I do. Yes. What does that conversation entail? And basically, <laughs> it's it's just being made to do something that you don't want to do and no one around you is helping you. Right. It mm-hmm. just leans heavily mm-hmm. into it. Okay. And it's yes. just done in different ways. Right. Yes. Like, like there's, there's one in 12 Years Save, there's one scene to me, it's one thing to get kidnapped and then you you appear on the plantation, but when they uh, leave him to barely hang, yes, while an authority's coming, it's a uh, action that you don't really consider mm-hmm. until you see it and why they justify it. In which, if he falls asleep, he's gonna die. Yeah, but he's barely hanging on to his life. Isn't by, he like? Isn't he like suspended? Like just suspended? Like with his feet just touching the ground? Yeah, that, he has yeah. to stay on his tiptoes yeah. because if he leans a certain way, he's going to strangle himself. Oh, it's all, awful. Ugh. All waiting for an authority come to say they what they did was wrong. Yeah. And everybody's like, nope, I'm not touching it. I'm waiting for the authorities to come. And yep. he's left there for like hours. And you see the thing is like, you see other, other, other people and other slaves pass by, right? And they're just like, no, nothing you nope. can do. Yeah, nothing nope. you can do. Just going to dangle there. Ugh, awful. <laughs> is it awful? Yeah. And then how much a difference it it makes to turn your wrist if you're whipping? Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. I'm laughing because it's nuts. Yeah. So one of the people is being whipped. And it's and then the whipping's done forcibly by the main character. In which the other one's to say and another person says, You're not doing it right. Right. And she and all yeah, let me do it. And then the howling that comes just with the turn of the wrist is yeah. ridiculous. Mm. No, no. Yeah. Let me show you. Let me sh- let me show you. This is let me show you what it's <laughs> supposed to be done. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Awful. It's awful. to me. It's similar to also Passion of the Christ, mm, yeah. in which you know the story, right? But by no means do you want to see it like authentically depicted yeah. in the way that they do it, mm. like. It, don't get me wrong. I'm thinking flailing and whipping are the same things. No, they show you the difference, <laughs> yeah. and you much rather be whipped than flayed. Jeez. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. To me, that should be considered just like um, hostile. That um, <laughs> torture. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Oh yeah. It's like that whole yeah. subgenre. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you just slowly seen the person getting tortured. Well, that's like that's like Saw too, right? I mean, yeah. that is an actual like subgenre of horror, right? right? Like the, yeah. the torture, it's all the, yeah. the torture yeah. porn. Yes, yeah. it's all the same, but it's not classified, mm. is it? Historical yeah. pieces. Yeah, that does that does not sound like a relaxing two hours. No, to no, 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 <laughs> none of no. those. No, but again, it should be it it it's 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 all well and good that it's a period piece or a period drama. But it should definitely be, you know, it should have been, it should be relabeled and put in a different section of the, of the, yeah. of the slash, right. Yeah. 
slash horror, man. Yeah, slash horror, absolutely. Mm. Ooh. Keep going. What else do you guys got? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing you guys, you guys have got much better ones than I do, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. oh the, Well, I was gonna take it back with the I don't know. Uh, this is a weird one, but I have to bring it up. Mm. Children of men. Right. Mm. I okay. think that could be horror just because given the events of today, if that would uh, <laughs> that was for hang, hang, hang on for that's the that's the Clive Owen yes. movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yes. I have that right? Okay, yeah. Yes. Remind me of that one, Tommy. I, I know of it. I have never seen it. It takes place in the future in which something happens to humanity where we can't reproduce. Okay. And then the mm. youngest of our uh, race turns like 23. Mm. But see, you see, you start to see how the world deteriorates and the wars don't stop, if anything, which makes even less sense. But you you, mm. you start to get a feeling of the nature of man, so to speak. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. The driving force of the of the of the movie. I don't want to release too much because it's a compelling thing. Is that they bear witness to a pregnant woman? Ah, uh, okay. Which is miraculous, but it, they don't stop killing each other. It's it's sure. it's it's, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous to think. Or to surmise. But that's the horror of it. That's yeah, right. exactly. But that's yeah. but that's why I say the horror. I, I mean, it's it's more of a mental thing. I know people don't get legs chopped off and stuff, but the war scenes add to the horror. Because like, how could you guys knowingly kill each other, knowing that there are no new babies? You right. know, there weren't any sure. babies for the mm-hmm. for the last few years. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like they, they lost hope for the future because there's no future. Yes. And then right. because there's no future. They're presented with what should be hope and and it people don't react like you would think they should react because people, right. yes. people don't react like they should react. No. And that's what it's about. No. Yeah, it is very good. It's a well made movie. Well made movie. Beautifully yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes it a horror. That's why I see that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like really? That's intense. That's an intense movie too. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh directed by Alfonso Caron. Caron, yeah. Uh, did he do Gravity as well? Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. He did? He did. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It yeah. stars Julia Moore, Clive Owen, Chuelo Ejafor, and Michael Caine. Uh it's very, very good. It's a very good movie. And Chuelo is also in Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. Was in Twi- yeah. I was gonna say too. There's some yeah. weird circling yeah. that we got yeah, going right. on in this. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, him as the director, uh, Aronofsky, certain people, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're actually horror directors. <laughs> yeah, no, but I say I say Cameron too because I put Titanic on my list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a love story, but that second half, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Right. yeah. It's definitely it's definitely a full on disaster movie, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it becomes very Poseidon Adventure yeah. at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I'll, I'll even throw aliens on that camera list, you know? Yeah, but Alien, I a- think. A- alien did you one. have an S? Aliens? Aliens. Because, yeah. yeah, no, no Cl- Clifton, go ahead. Because I, I, I think I was going to make the point that you're about to make. Because yeah. so. Alien, like especially Alien 1, was definitely pitched as a horror. Yeah, but not right. too. I mean, the tagline mm-hmm. of in space no one can hear you scream. Like those are straight yeah. up horrors. Mm-hmm. And don't shy away from it. Uh, some of them, some of the ones I'm talking, I, they were talking about, I think like there is a case sometimes where directors want to make horror, but then don't okay. because... Mm-hmm. Because there, like, there's there's been a stigma against horror. I mean, Get Out's the first time mm-hmm. a horror movie. Well, no, I guess Silence of the Lambs is technically the first time. Like, what is widely considered right. a horror movie was nominated right. for awards. Not 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 The Exorcist. Hmm. I'm not positive, okay. but I thought Exorcist was the best picture nomination. I could be okay. wrong. I could be wrong. So, sorry, sorry to step on your thought, right. but go ahead. But then it doesn't happen very often. So I mean, it could be Exorcist, but then it's it's Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs. As a winner, I think. Right. And then, I mean. Well, yeah. Well, in any case, too. I mean, that's what, 20 years apart. Right. And then get out as a nominee. <laughs> too, yeah. And then get out yeah. and another 20 mm-hmm. years later as a nominee. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, it doesn't happen very often. And I think there's there's kind of a stigma where people are like, I don't like, 
I don't, somewhere along the way, they don't want to be horror directors, but they're totally influenced by horror and end up making horror anyway, mm-hmm. I think is, yeah. is something that might happen. Just, uh, just a theory I throw out there. I think it's a more, um, uh, more resources to, to make and make well. I'll say that and I'll, I'll pull a, I'll pull um you know, I'll paraphrase a quote. I had heard Chris Carter from the X-Files say when I was listening to him on, on uh, a writer's podcast where he was saying that like, you know, um, there was, there was kind of some feeling out for the X-Files because he wanted to do sort of like horror on television. And he was like, you know, at that time there wasn't a whole lot of like cinematic TV mm-hmm. and he was and, and he was like, I like, I needed the show to be cinematic because horror doesn't work right with like an omniscient camera, right? Mm. Like you have to be, you have to be in the point of view of the, of the characters, right? Like you have to, you have to like, you have to like hide stuff from the audience in some, Mm. in some ways. Right. Like, I just thought that was interesting. Like, yeah, it is like, you don't think about it being kind of a little bit more like resource heavy because they tend to be made so much cheaper these days. Right. Then, then, you know, your average, your average movie. I mean, that's one of the reasons why they do so well is that they're, they cost nothing to make. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So we got a note from our engineer on exorcist. Uh, okay. Engineer tells us, uh, exorcist was nominated for 10 Academy awards in 1974, uh, winning two best screenplay adapted and best sound and was nominated for best picture. Hmm. So yeah, so you get a handful of them. You got, that one yeah. in 74, then Silence of the Lambs in 91, and then uh, Get Out was what, 2017? Don't know if I'm forgetting some, and then Get Out in about about the same separation yeah. apart as those. Actually, a little more, a little more than 20 years apart. But yeah, so it was it was far, few and far between Yeah, as far as recognizing what would be horror. I would thought they'd get more recognition than action movies. Yeah. I think though too, like like what you were saying with like Spielberg and and like in in like the the Jurassic Park scene, like I, I mean I do think it's it's a fun it's a fun language that directors like to play with, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. Spielberg is hardly like I mean it seems like everybody like tries it out for right. a couple of scenes to yeah. make it work, right? <laughs> you know, um, it, it it's interesting to me because it seems like such a hard thing to do because it's it's like comedy and horror are always talked about as like the two hardest things to do and horror just seems so much harder to me because i think like what's scary is so much more subjective mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. if 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 that can make sense and so it's just kind of interesting to me like what we're talking about where it's like i think that desire in filmmakers is really really like potent to like i want i, I want to sort of like strike fear into the audience but with like the movies that we're talking about, it, it it's I mean, there's, that's definitely like like moments where I think like either either they they they, they were like too successful at it. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Or or like or the other side of it where we were saying it's like or it's like kind of unintentional. Mm-hmm. Where, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that horse scene <laughs> right that you were talking yeah. about is like meant to be as harrowing as it is but like, you know yeah. well, when i was just looking it up i saw like a collection of tweets about that scene and yeah. a tweet that somebody put was saying that they're therapists so where did your problems begin and their reply is a picture of that scene yeah i can see that Jeez. that sounds about right mm-hmm. <laughs> We got a few more minutes if you guys have any more on your list that you want to get out. I can do a quick rundown. Mm-hmm. Good lightning round. Okay. Yeah, I shouldn't, I, I think I was premature to end the the kids movie run. Okay. <laughs> what else you got mm-hmm. in the kids run? Yeah. Brave Little Toaster. Right. Mm-hmm. Watership Down. Oof. Oh, yeah. Watership Down. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Watership Down, certainly. I mean, especially because how it was presented, where it was, I mean, it was an animated film, but it was a like, British animated film. So they were definitely yes. more willing to tackle more serious subject matter than American animation was at the same time. But then people in America just say, oh, cartoon, like, let's put this on for the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Ha ha ha. ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember it being that thing where it was on, I believe it was on CBS is the first place I saw it, where it was 
you know, presented as, oh, it might be a Charlie Brown special. When it's <laughs> right. animated, right. you know, it's like, you know, you know, right, right, or, you know, <laughs> Great Pumpkin or one of the other ones. And like, right. you got like the little drum intro with the spinning yeah. special logo and the yeah. rainbow colors coming at you. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, it's Watership Down and nope, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't Charles Schultz. What the hell is this? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they're like, there are straight up, like, I mean, if, if nobody knows what Watership Down is, it's about a bunch of rabbits. It's yes. about, a, it's a, about a, like a colony of rabbits that mm-hmm. has to move because their, their habitat's being encroached on by society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that society is, is horrifically depicted where you can see, like, they would think bulldozers are monsters. <laughs> Yeah, like, and and uh, yeah, well, like especially the scenes where you see some of their burrows getting filled in with dirt while they're still in them. Mm, yeah, just think of it from the <laughs> rabbit point of view. Right, right. Yeah, and that's what this cartoon shows: snare traps, like being trapped in a snare trap. Ugh. is a is a particularly horrific scene. I remember. Yeah, because yeah. like these are the little animals. Like you're following these little animal buddies around this whole movie, and then a snare trap hits. Yeah. If you're used to like, you know, anthropomorphic, you know, Disney. Right. You know, animals. Granted, they die in that, too, but not like this. Right. <laughs> no. you know? right. Yeah, they, yeah. They show them grasping for air. Yeah. 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 Right. Ugh. Yeah. The story I have is is when I was in college, I, I did some animation classes. One of my professors who was a professor of stop motion animation at the time, Dean Leonard was his name. He did. um would guest at summer camps for kids, like arts and crafts summer camps for kids. And, and they brought him in as a guest to teach them some animation stuff one week. And so he would show them movies. And then one <laughs> of the movies he showed them was Watership Down. And these were like, like eight to 10 year olds. Oh, and, and he didn't really know anything about it because he was a guest, like he was in a day and then he was gone. And then they brought him back the next year. And they were like, okay, they're like, what movies are you going to show them this year? <laughs> they're like, we need a list because you can't show them the dead bunny movie again. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, my heart rate went up just hearing you guys talk about oh, it. Because sure. I had never yeah. seen it. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's horrible. This sounds awful. Yeah. It's based on a novel by uh, author Richard Adams, who's, who wrote another similar book, similarly horrific book about two dogs uh like the same same sort of genre of of following like anthropomorphic animals and that book is called the plague dogs because Mm. it is two dogs that are the subject of laboratory testing yeah in england in the 60s and it was also an animated film so uh that can be on this list as well (laughs) yes (laughs) plague dogs is just as bad yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Yeah, if you're looking, yeah, looking to be scarred by a cartoon, that's top on the list. Jeez. <laughs> okay, well, it rounds out my <laughs> is, yeah. Coraline, mm. um, Spirited Away. Yeah, yeah, and that's okay, and, the, and that's the two of the cartoons. The the last two on my list are sorry to uh, not to add anything to the other ones was Parasite, yeah, and Parasite, mm-hmm. and that was it. But yeah, the recent. Yeah. Best picture winner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Watch mm-hmm. that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh Tommy and I had this conversation actually just the other night off off of off of podcast, but he was asking if, if Parasite is considered a horror. And I said, I said, personally, I I I don't, but Bong Joo Ho is is a horror director. Like mm. he's done straight up horror before. He did the host, which I think is an excellent, excellent horror film from ten years ago or so. And he uses a lot of the language of horror in Parasite. So a lot of people do out do consider uh-huh. Parasite a horror. I, I personally don't, but he definitely does make the film in the language of a horror film. So it uh-huh. feels like a horror film and adds like a horror element to just a lot of human psychology and stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh-huh. it, it's an excellent one too. Yeah. Any other ones to get out before before we start closing <laughs> out? Not, not the end of my crazy list. You guys had some awesome picks. Yeah. You yeah. guys had some awesome, awesome picks. I mean, like, you know, most of the stuff from my from my list um, that got ruled out was I'm like, no, that is a horror movie or that or that's just like an, an instance of just like I should I should never have been able to watch that movie in the first place at the age I saw it. <laughs> right. And like, and that's right. what did it. Right. Like, you know, that was just bad parenting. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, 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 
why why did you let me watch RoboCop at seven? Right, right. You told that story. (laughs) You told that story before on an episode, right? Was it your aunt or something? Was like, yeah, let's put this on. Yeah, my aunt. She thought she thought it was Batman eighty (laughs) nine. Right. She's like, yeah, sure, watch it. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to that man's hand? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. That guy turned into Jello when that car hit. Right. Yes. Yes. Forgot about RoboCop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and just another one I was thinking of. Another one I was thinking of in the in the kids category though is is Return to Oz from the 80s. Oh yeah. Which, I mean you mentioned Wizard mm. of Oz before, like I think semi-jokingly, Frank. But yeah, imagine like <laughs> imagine it not being a joke and actually be yeah. scarring children. Yeah. Like it is a yeah. dark movie. Cause I mean, if I remember right, it's been a bit since I've seen it. Um it was directed by Walter Murch who is most known for a sound engineer. He was a sound engineer with George Lucas on a ton of stuff, uh, starting with um, uh, American Graffiti. So he was well known for a sound engineer. He actually wrote the screenplay for THX 1138. Uh, Uh But surprisingly, his directing career was only one movie, Return to Oz, and one episode of Star Wars Clone Wars. So uh, I felt like he had a lot more to give than than maybe he was given a chance to, but... Yeah, Return to Oz is, it starts with Dorothy Gale in an insane asylum. Yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it only gets darker from there. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like every comic book that's like the like from the eighties that was that was like like a, a, a revisiting of a classic right. thing, right? Yeah. It was like just that point where like the deconstructing of, right. of an idea is always like you just take a character, put them in, in, in the most like awful situation <laughs> yeah. possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so like as far as is uh for Return to Oz, yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of effects work. Like there's a lot of creatures, but they're you know, in the forties version of Oz, like, oh yeah, like it's cute. It's just like grease paint. It's like face paint on these people. <laughs> and in by the eighties they could make like some really messed up puppets. <laughs> and and they do right. in in Return to Oz. Like there's some creepy stuff in that movie and some creepy designed characters. And uh, and I believe it is on Disney Plus now. If anybody wants to go see it, <laughs> if anybody wants to watch really? it, really? Yeah. Oh wow, cool. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say because I I think I think actually when when we were talking Wizard of Oz, it may we may not have actually been rolling at that point. Before oh, we were doing the okay. show, we uh-huh. we were joking around oh, with each other. Yeah. We were trying to name, <laughs> we were trying to make each other laugh by naming movies that that you know are not actually gonna probably appear on the list. Right. Uh, you know, and then I said Care Bears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, you know, in the so, episode, yes. So yeah, yeah so it was a, there was a reference, Wizard of Oz reference before we were rolling. <laughs> Little did he know. So we're gonna start um closing out. So uh, there, there's a lot to a lot to pick from from here if you guys are looking for something to watch. But we're gonna close out actually with uh, an actual like horror movie recommendation for Halloween if you're looking for something to watch um, to get in the spirit. But first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is dot com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us a review. And finally, if you have any topic ideas for us, send them our way in the comments or on Twitter. Our Twitter handles are show's initials L-M-K-H-I-I. All right. So what do you guys got? Actual horror movie recommendation. <laughs> right. Genuine. <laughs> and where and where you can watch it uh, if you guys have it. Gotcha. Ooh. <laughs> I got one. Uh, Werewolves Within. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much. Uh, Sam Richardson's in it. Okay. Um, it was probably it's depicted as one of the most accurate movie adaptations from a video game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't know it was a video game. Right. That, that's that's mm-hmm. what made it weird. But it's fun. It's not highbrow, but it's still a horror movie. But I enjoyed it. Okay. Werewolves Within. I've been planning to see this one. I've not seen it yet. I know it also stars Milana Weintrub, who I like a lot. Uh, <laughs> many people know from the AT&T commercials, the Leaps yes. from the AT&T commercials. Oh. But she is a great... Squirrel uh, Girl. Yep, Squirrel Girl. Would have yeah. been Squirrel Girl, yeah. In the unseen been, pilot yeah. for New Warriors. <laughs> well, I guess she does voice the character on the, the one Marvel Now or Marvel... Rising. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So technically, you're right. That was cute. I like that show, yeah. Yeah. So she's been Squirrel Girl. Yeah, she's in that. I like her a lot. She's very funny. She's a very funny person. But that's my pick. All right. All right. Who's going next? Sorry. Oh, Tommy, did you say where you can watch it? Sorry. 
No, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's currently still on demand, okay. so you can rent it on yeah, demand it's on from, yeah, from yeah. iTunes or, or Google, YouTube, or uh, any of the other online rental places. Yeah, it's yeah. Thank you. It's a new movie this year. It's one of the brand new ones. All right. So who's going next? I'll go next. All right. You know, I like horror movies. I just don't watch them a lot, uh, mainly because my wife doesn't really care for them. So it's kind of <laughs> hard to find time to watch a horror movie. Right. But the other day I found, you know, I had I had time. So I watched Trick or Treat from 2007. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I like what what I started to watch the first couple of minutes of it. It was on um, on regular old HBO, but it's also available on HBO Max or on, um, I believe, Amazon Prime. Yep, Amazon Prime is a good too. But um, it's basically four interconnected stories on, on a Halloween night. And then there's like your, you know, your typical kind of like horror mascot that sort of ties everything together. Mm-hmm. But the, um, mm-hmm. and it was fun. I mean, it put me in the mood for Halloween. Like it was basically one of those stories is uh, two sisters and their friends are going out trying to meet guys. Uh, another one's about a, a, the, the local principal, sort of like talking about Halloween. To a kid that you think is like, you know, you see basically being like knocking over displays and and uh, smashing pumpkins and stuff like that on right. Halloween night. Um, another one's about the, you know, the the terrible old man who lives next door, played by Brian Cox. Um, yeah, but I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. You know, the, the interconnecting of it was fun. It's, it's sort of like laid out at the beginning. It starts off like a horror comic. Okay. So it's got like panel to panel transition a little bit and then just like sets up the story and then it goes from there. But for a movie, like I said, I I never, you know, I, I think I'd seen the image of the the little the the little Jack Lantern type character. I thought it was kind of cool to see, you know, that was like the the, the horror the, the or the Halloween mascot, right? So it's fun, mm, and like okay. I said, it's it's easy it's easy to find on HBO Max. So yeah, okay. that's what I would recommend. Nice. All right, Clifton, what's yours? All right, I'm actually going to put out a couple. Okay, one's one's a little lighter, uh, and I've mentioned oh, it before. Man. I- Oh man, I hope I hope it's not the one on my list. Go for it. Though. No, I, I'm pretty sure it's not the one on your list. <laughs> okay, uh, I mentioned it before, and that is the Babysitter. Okay, which okay. is on Netflix. Uh, came out a few years back, 2017, I think. There's been a sequel since, but I'm recommending the the first one. Um, directed by Mick G. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Actually, which okay. I which I forgot he was a person. Which I forgot he directed, right. <laughs> directed <laughs> until I saw his name at the end of his credits. But uh, written by Brian Duffield, who I've liked a lot. I've liked a lot of his movies. And I mentioned him at the uh, our last year's year end as some of my favorite things were movies he wrote that all came out in the same year of, of 2020. Uh, Love and Monsters, Underwater. Like, I've liked a lot of his stuff. And, and this is one of his first earlier credits. Um, and it stars um, Samara Weaving mm-hmm. as the, the title babysitter in the role. So it's a teen horror uh, but it's very funny. It's not a parody. Like it's not a. It's not like a sat a satire or send up of, or something like scary movie. But it is a very very funny mm. horror movie. That's also still a horror horror movie. Uh, Robbie Amell is in it. Um, mm-hmm. Bella Thorne from Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just very good. Robbie Amell like has some fantastically funny scenes. Uh, in this one, but I highly recommend that that is on Netflix. It's just about like, like one night and, and this kid trying to, this young kid who's, who's being babysat, trying to survive this horrible situation. And mm. it is fantastic. And then another one going with a teen, uh, feel is, and our engineer, uh, seconds this one. Cause I see you mentioning it in our mm. notes and it is summer of 84. Mm, okay. Uh, which I can't remember what year it's from, but it also stars the kid from The Babysitter. So I think it was a few years after The Babysitter. So because <laughs> he, he was a little older when he did Summer of 84, uh, but he's in both of those. And that one is set in 84. And it's it's got like that feel of, of you know, Stranger Things of like the kids on bikes and Mm-hmm. And there's something amiss in the neighborhood. And is your neighbor like who you really think he is or is there or who she is and what's going on? Cause there's been some disappearances and, and these kids are taking upon themselves to, to try to crack the case. Like, you know, like kids in the eighties in movies would do like, they're going to solve mm-hmm. it on their BMXs, just going <laughs> out there. Red. And that movie gets very, very dark, <laughs> like <laughs> and very, very creepy, but it is, very well done. And that one is on Shutter. And I think 
I will double check. I watched it on an app called Canopy uh, last year, and I do mm. think it is still there. I will double check. Yeah, so the streaming options on this one are actually a little more open. It's on it's on Shutter. Um, it's also on Canopy, which you might be able to get free through your library because that's how I got it. And then it's also currently on uh, AMC Plus accessible if you have the AMC Plus subscription. So there's a few places you can watch that one. Those are mine. Cool. Okay. Nice. You did not say the one that I was gonna say, <laughs> but um, because uh, it's also it's also a light one, but I know you love it, so so you know I know you're gonna want to co-sign on it oh, with yeah. me. So I'm gonna say the faculty. Oh, I do love uh, the faculty. <laughs> that's true, <laughs> right? Yeah, I yeah. do love it. Yeah. Um, like just kind of barely, uh, like 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 horror adjacent. I'll say right, right, like trying to be, but really not gonna scare anybody. But it's just so much fun. <laughs> it's so <laughs> much fun. It's got so it's got some creepy scenes. It's okay, right? But I, I do love that movie. Right. It's like, a, it's like, a, well, I mean, just describe it a little bit for the people. Well, I mean, but what I like about it, though, is, that, I mean, is it's so much more of a teen movie, right? right? Like, so that that's that's the feel that, that, like, that's really why I like it more than the fact that it's a horror mo- movie. Right. But it's like, but it's the, it's this, the bunch of teens, like, you know, ragtag group of different teens. So you got like the jock and like the, the right. outcast and, yeah. you know, the popular girl and everything. It's kind of breakfast clubby. Like right. that, and they're kind of banding together. And the cast is all star at the time. I mean, it's Elijah Wood, it's Josh Hartnett, it's uh, Jordana Brewster, Clea Duvall. Right. And then uh, and a cameo John by Stewart, John right? Stewart as a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Great yep. scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so, and so they're kind of, they're, they're like, they're banding together because like their teachers and everybody in the school is getting possessed. Right. Something, right? something's amiss in the school yeah. and they're the only ones that might be able to stop it. Yeah, it is great. I love that movie. Yeah. So it's super, super fun. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Directed by Robert Rodriguez. Ah. Yep. Yeah. An early one of his, right? I want to say like his next one after Desperado. Um, right. It was somewhere, yeah, it was somewhere early on there, yeah. Before Spy Kids. And then, <laughs> yes. and then I'll say, yeah, right, right. Uh, and then I'll just say really quick, too, because if anybody's interested in The Hitchhiker, uh, I left out that it's, um, it, it's, it's like a public domain now, so like, you can find it on YouTube. Okay. Really, like the whole, right. the whole movie, but I think it's also, you can stream that on, on Amazon Prime also. So I just wanted to throw that out there, too, because I left that part out when I was, when I was bringing it up. So, all right. So that's it for uh, Misdiagnosed Horror, everybody. Happy Halloween. As always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on letmenowhowitis.com. Remember to like us and follow us on social media. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week.